right, that was a little eight-bit version of "Closer" by Nine Inch Nails. So, is that are you playing that because we're supposed to get closer to our mics? That's yeah. No, we were way too close on our mics uh, the past two episodes. Uh, this is Best Frenemies, and I'm Christopher Long. This is Best Frenemies, and I'm Christopher Long. And hey, that was a little eight-bit uh, "Closer" by Nine Inch Nails. <laughs> And it's Johnny. Uh, so this is take four of this one section of our podcast. Are we ready to do this? Dude, I am fully committed, Chris. I had a little uh, family interruptions. I, I thought I would, uh, I thought I'd drive in the, and do it in the garage. And then my Wi-Fi in my home started pulling on that. So then I was like, you know what? I'll just go to the park across the street. And then there's Donnie Darko banging on the window. <laughs> Doing baby Trump impressions. I don't know if you could have heard it, but he kept yelling, China, China. Uh, <laughs> no, I didn't hear that. That's hilarious. I, not, not when he's your demon seed, it's not hilarious. Dude. You know what? You know what? The thing is, I think this just kind of sums up the quarantine, and I think we're all spending way too much time with our families. Oh, dude. I mean, domestic abuse has skyrocketed. Dude, I, I, yeah. That's crazy, but I'm not surprised. <laughs> you know, and the thing is, like, I used to read about road rage, and I never understood it. And I'm like, man, people need to get a grip. And then I was commuting up to L.A. from Orange County for, like, two months. I totally understood it. Yeah, With, you, you start racing cars. and Oh, yeah. If somebody, like, if somebody goes and, and cuts in your lane, you, you die! Like, yeah, die! Dude, I'm, pretty, I'm pretty bad. I, I should work on that. I have never raise my hand to my wife or my son. I, but I kind of understand people doing it after being quarantined <laughs> with them. Uh, you know, but actually what I have found is, Chris, have you ever heard have you ever heard the one about what do you call a girl with a with a black eye? <laughs> no. Oh, no, and, no. No, it's what do you what do you say to a girl with with uh, two black eyes? What? Nothing. You've already told her twice. <laughs> I just want to go on record that I did not laugh at that joke. I, I heard that. I didn't make it up. So nobody get mad at me. I did, I did not. I did not con- condone it. I do not. I did not I, laugh at that joke. I can't believe Chris told me that joke off the air. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know the one? You know the one that you told me that was totally morally reprehensible was, uh, you know, uh, what, do all, what do all battered wives have in common? What? They just don't fucking listen. <laughs> I couldn't believe when you told me that dude, joke, dude. That was, yeah. That was horrible. That was horrible. <laughs> anyway, uh, wow, this bander section's gone downhill <laughs> quick, dude. <laughs> uh, hey, best, fr- best friend of me does not condone domestic abuse in any form. No, no. Verbal or physical. We're just going on record. Yes. We just encourage you going to a jujitsu studio and trying to kill your friends. Yeah, that's how you get it out. That's, that's how you it. get it out. Uh, Chris, it's been a week. How has, how has uh, life been for you in quarantine? Um, well, you know, you re- hey, my niece that you saw, that she made up that song about crapping in her pants down in Cabo. Remember that? Yes. Well, she was over here. She was quarantining with us. Um, that was a lot. Love of, her. Big fan. Big fan, by the way. Big fan. Th- that was a lot of people in my house uh, 
for like no escape. So at times to unwind, I found that I could just go up to my bedroom, shut the door and watch TV on my phone and just get away, uh, which was helpful. Uh, so, you know, I don't know, dude, I'm kind of ready for life to get back to normal. I'll be totally honest with you. Okay. Talking about the new normal for me. All right. Most people are starting to get it now and they are wearing gloves and masks in the supermarkets, at least supermarkets are the scariest part of my job because you go to Seven Eleven, they have like, they have glass up now. Everybody's got gloves and masks on. I do what I got to do in there and I go. You go to the grocery store and it's, it's fucking going to, the, going to the grocery store right now with this, with the coronavirus is like, is like going to a bar on New Year's Eve, Chris. There's just idiots out there. And I saw a guy that I, that like is in the same field as me who should know better. Like we know to wear gloves, we wear masks. This guy had no gloves, no mask on, just raw dogging life. <laughs> well, hold on, but is he, uh, was he in the same, like, is he pimping uh, energy drinks? No, he worked for Coca-Cola. Those fucking idiots. Oh, dude, I don't even care about that. I only care about the guys doing the Lord's work, pimping <laughs> beverages that have 300 milligrams of caffeine per can. That can't be good for you. <laughs> dude, you know what? That's bullshit, Johnny. That's like your drug dealer saying, hey, uh, maybe you're doing too much of this stuff. Maybe I, you did should... have a drug... I did have a drug dealer that said you're doing too much of this stuff. Oh, Oh, no, so did I. And I was like, just shut up and give it to me. Yeah, that's what I said. And so, one time I said, one time I said, I said, whatever. I said, you're lucky I don't even have any money on me right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude, I totally, uh, I would always do that. Hey, uh, spot me, spot me 20. Okay. Spot me 20. I'll get you next time. Yeah. Oh, oh dude, at one point I was in like 600 deep. I had to borrow money from my parents. Oh, yeah, it was rough. It was rough. <laughs> um, yeah. So, I'm well, what? Do, so this this is a very uh, special best friend of me because we're gonna we're gonna do uh, top five. What is our top five, Chris? Uh, top five good deeds. Top five good deeds. Yes, we're gonna have a. Uh, uh, comics hashtag comic heads segment with professor Jeff. Yes. Yes. And then we're going to have a special guest. We're going to have my big brother who raised me Billy on, you know, what? he has been a huge supporter of our podcast. And after he's kind of slacked off a little bit, I'll bring that up to him. Uh, but after every episode, he would give us notes. Hey, yeah, he did last time. Yeah, he did last time. So, no, it'll be good to have my. I'm really looking forward to having an entire segment where I can team up with someone and just uh, reel hey. on you. Whoa, we still talking about podcasting? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, oh, hey, and real quick, just want to give a shout out to a friend of our podcast, Jugs, who just released the first episode of his podcast, um, Full Metal Jiu-Jitsu. Or no, it's just Full Metal Podcast, right? 
Yes, Full Metal Podcast with uh, James, one of uh, his homies who also trains in the in the gym. So the only thing is, so I I was really excited. We kind of gave him some pointers early on, told him he should do a podcast. And, uh, you know, so I was really looking forward to listening in this uh, first episode. So he sent us a link so we could listen to it before it actually dropped on the Apple podcast app. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? Um, Jug- Jugs is an asshole. And right out of the gate, dude, he's freaking talking shit on me, saying I'm not very good. I talk a big game, but you were great. Um, you know what? I would really be upset if it wasn't coming from an Aussie. Because <laughs> the thing is, I mean, they're drunk, like 90% of their, their waking hours. So I'm just going to chalk it up to Jugs being drunk and not knowing what he's talking about. Chris, I, I always got to tell you this, dude. It's always a bad idea for you to instigate with Jugs. I mean, he's a black belt. He's a black belt criminal from Australia, right? Are yeah. they all criminals in Australia? Yeah, but this is the thing. It's a bad idea. He does come out here like he comes once at, or twice a year. Yeah, and I'm going to conveniently be gone when <laughs> when he comes out here. I'm going to probably make a trip to Utah or something. Like, and then ask him why he's dodging you, and he, like go to the gym in Utah and be like, "I call out jugs." Oh, the last time he was here, he was like, "Johnny, we're going, Chris, you're <laughs> next." Yeah, dude. It was like, whoa, super he, aggressive. He destroyed me, but I got my brown belt that day, so I was very happy. Oh, dude, so really? I was very happy. Yeah. Oh, I didn't realize that. Yeah, he was there when I got my brown belt. Oh, so the day you got your brown belt, he choked me with the baseball trap. Oh, yeah. Well, dude, you know who his homie is, right? Majid Hayes, who is uh, the pretty much the guy known for that although he does have, do other stuff he's he's known for that you know what the thing is though with jugs i knew it was coming and i still couldn't stop it isn't that the worst dude and it was like oh god oh god it's and i'm like no and it was like <sighs> yeah it's like the it's like the professor jeff paper cutter it's like i know what you're doing dude yeah can you oh. just get off me <laughs> <laughs> well uh i think they have a great podcast. I highly recommend Full Metal Podcast. And, and you know what? I want to give one more shout out to a, a, a former guest on our show, Chef Gene, a Pono Cafe. They are still open for delivery right now. So all our local listeners, you know, buy local. It's important right now. Because a lot of people are going out of business. Dude, can you do takeout or is it just delivery? You, you, no, you can do takeout. You Did know. I say delivery? I meant takeout. Curbside pickup. I will That's... actually do that. I love yeah. I love Chef Gene. Except, I do too. Except I keep waiting for him to come to Dawn Patrol. He's been saying he's going to do it for like two years. Dude, every time I've eaten lunch there, he yells at me saying that I'm going to take you down and walk away. <laughs> he never, but he never, comes, he never comes to the Dawn Patrol. He's like, just you wait. I know. I'll be there soon. I'm going to surprise you. Yeah. yeah, Chef Gene's right. badass, dude. So I really want him to stay open. I love his restaurant, so please support local. Good shout out. All right, well, let's get this podcast started. Let's do it. Ooh. 
Ladies and gentlemen, introducing out of Costa Mesa, California, two of the meanest podcasters in the game, both Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu artists with a background in being family men, Chris and Johnny from Best Frenemies, we salute you on this day, you savages. Ha! What's up, bitches? And now, back by popular demand, it's time for Best Frenemies Top 5 List. All right. Thanks for that intro, Donnie Darko. So this Top 5 is uh, Top 5 Good Deeds that Johnny and I have done in our life. So, Johnny, uh, you start out. What's your number five? Come in. Uh, and I do feel good about this one is I tell Chris about bands that were formed after 1993. You know what? Who knew? <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah. There's a... Who knew, dude? That, I mean, you opened like Kings of Leon. You <laughs> did The Strokes. You told me about... Uh, Ariana Grande. Right? Right? I know. <laughs> but you still don't believe me that she's very popular with a uh, adult men 25 to 40 category. Uh but more importantly, uh Tay Tay or yeah. Taylor Swift. Uh better you're treading you better tread lightly. I I'm a Swifty. Remember that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. My number five is um Pity tipping at the strip club. You know, uh, oh, I can crap. count on I can count on one hand how many strip clubs I've been to. Actually, I think I can count on three fingers. Uh, and every time I go, that there was always the one who probably needed to be working the day shift. You know, like on a Wednesday. <laughs> That's the mom shift. Yeah, and so. I was always, I just gave all my money to the, the moms. No. Yeah. Well, you got to support your local B team too. I mean, that, <laughs> the, the really hot one, she's used to it and you give her five bucks and you know, that's nothing. You give that to the, you know, kind of thicker girl. Maybe she's got a C-section scar. She's going to appreciate that. She will appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and you know what? Let's be honest. She's just trying to make her way through college. So. Right. right. Self-employed model, Chris. Not a yeah. stripper. Yeah. All right. What's the number four? My number four is I use good smelling detergent on my ghee. So when I get Chris in north-south position, my balls can smell April freshness. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I know people do not like when we have top five, so we don't argue, but I, I can't disagree with that. That is, uh, that's very important. You know what I'm never going to be called? The dirty smelling gee guy. <laughs> You've been called many other things. I know because yeah. you're, you're too busy or, being called the, the squat stall guy. That's right. The Tasmanian squat staller. Yeah. What's your number uh, four, Chris? My number four is I actually took the time to fill booze bottles back up with water that I stole from my parents. Oh, dude, dude, dude. I did that with my mom's vodka in the freezer in sophomore year of high school. Oh, bad move, dude. I know and where this it is going. Freezes. It freezes. And my mom pulls it out and she's like, she's like, you idiot. 
<laughs> like, oh, even your mom. Yeah. Oh, bad move. Yeah. Yeah. I got, I got totally caught red handed on that, but you know what? I only ever did that once. Well, it only takes one time. Yeah. One time. Lesson uh, learned. All right. What's your number three? My number three is I gave Chris his first case of Rockstar for free, but now I charge him double. You know, it's like the classic drug dealer. First one uh, is free. Comeback is going to cost you. Yeah. And you know what? Um, you have, I think I might, maybe this quarantine, I should just get off the rock star. <laughs> off the rock? <laughs> <laughs> uh, maybe I'll just start drinking bang. Why don't you start drinking coffee, dude? There's so much delicious coffee Actually, out there. you know what? My... Um, Jamie got an espresso machine from my parents, uh, for her birthday. Mm -hmm. So I have been making some shots of espresso. I mean, we could start you off all girly style. Like, dude, like a mocha is just like, it's, it's a hot chocolate with a little espresso in it. They're delicious. The thing is, it's like, I'm using the shot of espresso to chase my rock star. (laughs) 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 To, To level up the power. Yeah. 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 Anyway. Okay. So my number three, occasionally, this is not something that I do on the reg. I'm just saying every once in a while, when I feel like doing a good deed, I will sleep in the wet spot. (laughs) Yeah. You know, know, I mean, sometimes you got to take one for the team. Well, yeah. I mean, if they give it up to you, then you got to. You, you can't complain. You'll, it'll never happen again. You complain once, you'll never get it again. So, And, and let's be honest, um, probably 98% of that moisture uh, came from me. From your sweat off your head? <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, that almost just sounded like a recording from our bedroom. <laughs> 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 Adrian! <laughs> All right, what's your number two? My number two is, this is a real one, dude. I actually put my shopping cart back after I use it. I don't leave it in, the, in a parking spot as I'm pulling away like some asshole. And plus, I don't ever want to end up on the Instagram page, Cart Narcs. Where is the, it- guy, the guy walks, it's, he's kind of like Uncle Tito, and he like walks up to people. And he's like, hey, this is so-and-so reporting from Cart Narcs. Uh, I see you're, you left your cart there. You gonna put that back? Return it, please. And people lose their minds. It's awesome. You know, I've never heard of that. Actually, my wife will harass me. I mean, she's just trained me that I always take the cart back. And but then I look at carts all around, and I'm like, what a douchebag! Like, just take the cart back, dude. Yeah. Well, plus my first my first job that I worked at uh, Save On, and uh, I. Uh, I scooped ice cream and I, and I, and I grabbed carts, dude. And there were so many assholes. I mean, dude, even, I mean, I don't even do the one where you walk the cart up to the guy collecting the carts. Like, here you go. I brought this over to you as they're collecting it. That's still kind of a dick move, dude. It's like, oh, thanks. You just added another thing on me. Thanks. You're, you're a pillar of the community. (laughs) No, I, I agree. No, I'm totally on board with that one. All right. Uh, my number two is I actually took the time to help look 
for drugs that I stole from a friend. <laughs> Such a dick. Yeah. I, I, uh, might have been guilty of that once or twice myself. I'm like, oh, no way. Really? Well, <laughs> where did you leave it? Let's look for it. I yeah. also have planned many business ventures with people I'm doing drugs with, too. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I'm not proud of it, dude. But that was a good deed on my part, I feel. Yeah, to, to look for the drugs that are in your pocket that you stole. Oh, no, I already consumed and I probably either up my nose or in my stomach, you know, whatever. <laughs> Nice, uh, dude. Uh, what's your number one? My number one is I, dude. I I feel pretty good. This is probably my best deed. Did you know that I am an interpreter for the hearing impaired? I did not. Yeah, I'm talking about you, Chris. Because every time in <laughs> jujitsu, people fucking they're like, you're like they'll they'll say a burn on you, and then you'll be like, what? Wait, what they say? What they? And then you lean in with your good ear. <laughs> you know what? I would love to say right now, like, go fuck yourself. And that's not true, but it is totally true. <laughs> like, even going back to Professor Danny, you know, and then <laughs> Professor Ian and now Professor Alexis, they'll walk by and make some comment and you'll start laughing. And I'm like, what would they say? What'd they say? And it's usually a burn about me. <laughs> and I'm like, you know what? It doesn't count if I can't hear it. So, but did but some mornings too, if it if it'll be from the peanut gallery, and if it's not funny, you'll be like, "What they say?" And I'm like, oh, "Don't worry about it. it; wasn't funny." <laughs> <laughs> that is a good deed, Johnny. I appreciate that. Hey, no problem. Just good looking out, dude. Yeah. All right. So my number one. This is, I mean, number one for a reason. Um, there have been a handful of times that I kept going after I busted a nut. <laughs> <laughs> You know, to try to get my wife over the finish line. <laughs> well, I premature mean, ejaculation is real. Hey, you know what? But, you know, be that as it may. I mean, I put forth the extra effort. Chris, you're a giver. You're a giver. I'm, I know, dude. I mean, sometimes I'm just like, ah, whatever, I'm done. <laughs> but then other times <laughs> I'm like, no, I'm going to finish this race. I'm gonna finish it. <laughs> even, even, even if I have to give her Levi Lovin. <laughs> That's a Utah thing. Levi oh, Lovin. Oh, yes. Levi Lovin. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, that is our top five. And I just want to point out that I think um, only one of yours and none of mine were actually like good deeds for normal people, but they're good deeds for like sociopaths. They're good deeds for best frenemies, dude. And that's good enough. And I can't wait for Lou Dog Photog to hate this top five. Oh, he hates our list. Every time. Hates our list. Worst list ever. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, that is our top five and that's it. No shit. <laughs>
Chris, you're so quick with the gun. <laughs> That's what my wife says. I mean, we, we have a guest. We have a guest and we're like, I, I, I just literally texted them. And, and I he's, think he's, he's here. He's here. It's Billy. Oh, Billy. my goodness. How's the voice? It's good. Sound great. All right. So yeah. this is uh, Best Frenemies? This is Best Frenemies. And uh, Johnny, you go ahead and introduce uh, our esteemed guests. This is my big brother, Billy. He raised me since I was nine when my parents got a divorce. And he was the only constant thing in my life and probably kept me out of jail on more than one occasion. And I, uh, Billy, take it away. What's up? Uh, I don't I don't feel that it's really fair for me to get the blame on how you turn out. I know, Johnny. I mean, seriously. I mean, Billy, really. Like, what, what yeah. went wrong? Oh, where do we start? Hey, first off, long-time listener, first-time caller. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we did. I'm, in I'm our, just so excited to be here. In our banter section that, uh, you know, we mentioned that you huge fan of yeah. the podcast. You've been give well, maybe I shouldn't, maybe I'm overstating it. Uh, big, huge supporter. Con- yes. Contributor and contributor yeah. behind the scenes. I think it's yes. noted. He, yeah, he, you he's given gave, us some top fives before. So. Yes. And then if we screw up, you're there to point it out to us. Not as harsh as a, as Lou dog. No, oh, yeah. I, but I, but I feel I'm, I'm more of a constructive uh, critic. No, you give great yeah. notes. Yeah, yeah, thank you, oh, thank you. You should have heard the notes he was giving today about the show, dude. What, what? Billy named two of his favorite things about Best Frenemies, Chris. I can't the, wait for you to I, hear them. You guys both know that my two favorite things about Best Frenemies are uh, Professor Jeff and uh, Kenji. Even though Kenji was only on one. <laughs> all I, right. Well, well I, that's I, all the time we have. <laughs> I I keep begging for a Kenji travel tips. I, oh. I think that would that would make your podcast go to another level. And, and I think we already know the class that Professor uh, Professor Jeff brings to the show. He, so, no, sorry, he does. Guys. He, sorry, guys. No, <laughs> hey, hey, you know what? <laughs> you know, hey, hey, every band needs a John Stamos. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. He's basically saying like we're like we're like we're, the beach boys. We're, we're <laughs> ugly. We don't have tons of talent. It's, you know what? it's Richie Pastor and Potsy and, and Professor Jeff is Fonzie. We get it, asshole. You know what? But Johnny and I are consistent. We always show up. That's right. We, we show do, up. You, you're the the Cal Ripkins of the podcast world. <laughs> exactly. I love these sports metaphors. And, you know. Hey, I can be a sports we, guy. Because you guys only know about the, the Utah Jazz and the L.A. Lakers. I could actually give you more information about other sports. Actually, I think based on our top five, where we did the top five plays from the Lakers that Johnny <laughs> – demonstrated he really doesn't know that much about the he, he doesn't he does. the if they're only, winning if they're winning he does dude good you guys can both go fuck yourselves dude Live and die <laughs> la you, oh, you know the, you know chris he's had that mouth since he was like three years old he was known oh. throughout the neighborhood for um having a bit of a salty tongue so i i, I have to ask yeah um, shoot. Let, let's them. just get let yeah let's just get into it so 
what is your fondest memory of oh, your brother? God. <laughs> what, what type of memories are we talking here, Chris? Well, my oh, fondest anything. memory is, uh, Chris, I'll just give you one. My brother decided, he's three and a half years older than me, and he decided to make uh, a game where we, on concrete, got broomsticks out and decided to joust on our bicycles with there, each other. There, there was a movie called Knight Rider where they were like a renaissance fair, but and they'd go around town to town and they would fight on motorcycles. And hey. we, we couldn't have motorcycles, but we could get trash can lids, bikes, and uh, broomsticks. Hey, Steve Savini was in that movie. He's one of the, like, he is the man when it comes to special effects in all the movies from Friday the 13th on. So, like, you know, it's a classic. 19, <laughs> 1970s, I think. <laughs> no, um, honestly, Chris, like, memories of Johnny was being, everyone knew he was a terror from parents to my friends. Um, <laughs> but he was fearless. I mean, he would, he was known for climbing anything and cracking his head open numerous times. Um, kid would be go would go to lifeguard stands and off the top of a lifeguard stand do flips or double flips. Um, <sighs> pretty, pretty obnoxious, but pretty fearless. You know, there was a, we have a, I think it was Johnny's first girlfriend, Chelsea. Was that your first girlfriend? No, no that was, but that that was one of the serious ones. He's also, Chris, you know when you're a kid and you go through that phase where you're like, I don't like girls? Oh, yeah. Johnny never went through that phase. I always John, loved John, him. <laughs> he, st he started with Wonder Woman and never looked back. I mean, there, there, I, we're, in, we're in Hawaii once, and he went to my grandpa, and he's like, I need 20 bucks. And he's like five years old. And my grandpa's like, what do you need money for? He's like, I'm buying a, that, that lady lunch. And it was like some <laughs> Japanese air stewardess. Yeah. Like some yeah, I, <laughs> <laughs> I figured that one out a long time ago. <laughs> uh, and, hold on, and, and, how, and how old was he then? He was literally like five years old. Five or six. Nice. I, I met her on the plane and told her to meet me in Hanama Bay on a certain day and she came. So yeah. who's got the pole, dude? <laughs> that oh, man. And, and Chris, John was known for uh, trying to get babysitters to take their shirts off. When my yes. were <laughs> it's a true story. It's a true story. Wait, just walk up to him and say, what, show me your what, boobs. Uh, hey, that's, uh, that's not true story. That's plural. That's stories. <laughs> you did that probably three or four times. Oh, dude. But you know what, Billy? I don't think you minded that I did all the dirty work. No, no, I didn't mind. I didn't mind. You know what? But the thing is, it's really disconcerting. Is he does that to me all the time? Chris, show, <laughs> show me your boobs, Chris. Take off your shirt. He, and sometimes you just do it because you want him to stop. Hey, I mean, uh, just, just give me one kiss and I'll leave you alone. Give me one kiss and I'll leave you alone. <laughs> That's oh. hilarious. So actually, I would imagine. So my brother. So my brother is three years older than I am, and we had a thing where it was like. We'd go up to either my parents or whomever and go, hey, uh, if it was me, I'd go, hey, Brandon wants to know if we can do this. So it just sounded like Johnny was your guy. Like he was the guy, that, the annoying one that would go up and he get was, the babysitter to was, take her shirt off. Yeah, for sure. He, he would do anything. But he would actually make us do stuff to the older kids. He would tag along and we would try to ditch him, but he'd be hard to get rid of. But he'd be like, if the waves were big, he'd be the first one to go in. Or if you're jumping off a like a cliff into the water, he'd be the first one. And so you'd have to do it. Oh, so, dude, uh, 
Oh, you can't be showed up by a younger Chris, sibling. No, I got to tell you the no. best part of a big brother. With your little brother, like, dude, I remember Billy got Billy got in trouble for drinking at a party in high school. Oh, shit. And he and he threw up on his shirt. So they're like the the evidence was there. And he got in trouble. And I remember he almost wasn't allowed to go to WrestleMania 2. That's how long ago this was. To WrestleMania 2, he was almost not allowed to go to. And like by the time I was his age, I think the rule was like, Johnny, don't do heroin with the clean spoons. <laughs> Dude, actually, uh, my brother, he did that too. Like when he was a freshman, he had to be home by nine o'clock. When I was a freshman, it was like, Eh, just come home with your brother. Like, yeah, dude. <laughs> honestly, you know, Chris, my life would have been the easiest thing in the world if John was born first. Because oh, like, for sure. I remember I, I had three A's, two B's, and a D once, like in Woodshop, and I was grounded for a month. John, if he just went to school, they were happy. <laughs> the kid, he used to barricade himself. In, yeah. He would, he would take his dress. He would. Hey, so. hey, dad used to whisper. Dude, dad used John, to whisper D for diploma. John would barricade himself in his room, and my mom was a teacher and would have to go to go to work. And he would just take his dresser drawers and push them against his bedroom door so we couldn't get in. And uh, that's right, probably right before he uh, got shipped off to Long Beach, which didn't work out too well for a couple Ooh, months. And then, Long uh, Beach. He, did you ever know he went to Long Beach before Utah? No. Yes, I went to I went to Los Al. It was like a charter type hospital, like yeah, Los really Altos hospital <laughs> for the mentally insane. Uh, no, you never told me. I mean, Long Beach. See, I associate Long Beach with like. The, to me, that's returning to the scene of the crime. But like, it's all, dude. Yeah, yeah. that's every all corner, pills. All he sees every, is pills, I mean, Billy. I see like a bar, and I'm like, he's oh triggered. God, yeah, he's triggered. that's the one place <laughs> I got to fight. Or, I think oh. he, came, I think he came out worse though. To be honest, from those places, he would have just been better in school because he learned the tricks. From, it's like a criminal, I guess. Like in prison, you guys learn from each other. Oh, for sure. Oh yeah. Yeah. I was the only one when I yeah. went to rehab. I was the only one that hadn't gone to prison, and. <laughs> Oh, yeah. It was like freaking, I mean, all these crimes, like getting pitched crimes, like, hey, we should go do that. And it's like, you know what? That doesn't sound like a bad idea. But then I realized everyone pitching these crimes had been to prison multiple times. So, Dude, let's be honest. If I was born first. That's true. That's true. I would have been an only Because I'm three and a half years older. And by three, they would have known with you. So, uh. I would have had about a 50-50 shot of being uh, procreated. So were you were you involved with <laughs> the intervention when finally got Johnny? Yeah, clean? Johnny Johnny doesn't remember it quite as well as I do. But uh, oh, he, sure. he, he, there was a couple of times where we're like, oh, I, I think he might be on something. And I'm pretty naive. I've never done any drugs except for alcohol. Um, and... Uh, <laughs> so how long have you Boring. been a square billy <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> hey, anyway Sit i on can it, tell Ponty. like when his eyes are like all like watery and he was super hyped up i'm like okay something's going on so uh i told my mom she's like no i don't think so he's he's okay and i'm like no i, I think he is so i bought a drug uh that drug kit like a 50 dollar drug kit 
And, <laughs> and, and we tricked him by saying, hey, you want to go to Mikasa, <laughs> one of your favorite restaurants? And he's like, done. So he showed up at my house. And, and uh, yeah, free and, meal. And my mom's like, Johnny, <laughs> we're worried about you. And John's like, I'm fine. I'll pass any test. And I'm like, all right, here you go. Took out the test. And he's like, oh, I'm insulted. <laughs> no, so, no, I you, said no. I said except no, for that test because that test probably cost about forty like bucks. Half hour later, told my mom like, "Hey, mom, that test is like fifty bucks. You might as well take it back because I'm not passing." It, it, yeah. Well, let me. You left out. You left out a really. It, you know. I don't what, know if what you're going to say is, "Hey, I said we love you, but I can't have you around my son. My son was like six months, seven months at the time." I'm like, I can't have you being on drugs around my son. And I'm like, we, we want you to get help. Yeah, that's that's what I was going to say. Is you, yeah. you said, look, dude, you're, you're not in trouble. We just love you and we're worried about you. And that was enough. That was enough to what every, uh, what every hardcore uh, Orange County kid. So were you, like, were you super disappointed when you found so, out that he was just on Merlot and cocaine? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I thought the Merlot was weak. I wanted something better. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah, Merlot. no, no one, no one drinks Merlot. No one drinks Merlot. You guys don't. You guys don't understand. You guys don't understand. Uh, he, oh, it dude, was delicious. Honestly, Chris, he'd come home and he'd have a bottle, and then like an, and then another. He wouldn't just stop on the one. There'd be an empty bottle, and then the next day, and there'd be a bottle and a half open, plus oh, like yeah. plus two Gatorades, and he'd wake up with like a nice purple grin. He'd have purple teeth. <laughs> uh, yeah. You know what? I mean, one side of me is like, man, I wish I would have known Johnny back when he was. Oh, I, like, I don't know. I don't know if you do. I mean, he was fun, but oh, God. Man, I. I that was the life of the party. Imagine Johnny on cocaine. Like, oh, God. Dude, Chris. Not actually, really the the mellow when you would flap your arms mellow. like a dragon yes. and smoke and blow smoke out of your nose running around the room. Do you remember you used to do that? Remember you used to do that all the time? <laughs> that was party tricks. Party. Dude, dude, you forgot. I used to also, I had a uh, Halloween costume where I was Axl Rose. And during cocaine parties, I would excuse myself and go upstairs and come back down as a shirtless, oh. leather pants, red wig <laughs> Axl Rose. What, that was awesome. What is what one other thing too, Chris? That <laughs> for no reason. Is he, he, I know. I, I, this will be it, but I'll just leave it. That was yeah, a long sorry, I, we're probably boring your listeners. Oh but, no, um, no, this was great. When, when Johnny, uh, seriously, until Johnny was like probably like seventeen, eighteen. Luckily, I was big enough and strong enough to to do whatever I want and beat beat him up. But he would get a good shot, and that kid would come at you. He you wouldn't be looking. He would take a matchbox race car track and whip your back. He would throw oh. blocks at you. He would throw knives. He would throw <laughs> whatever he could get his hands on. But you you could punch him in the face. You could kick him. He would just keep coming back at you. He wouldn't stop. So that that stands out. And I'm sure you're not shocked by that. No, not at all. Yeah. And the thing yeah. is, I say this about two people. There are two people <laughs> I would not want to make mad at me. One is my wife. And, and, <laughs> and one is Johnny. Yeah, I I see him when the the you know the switch is flipped, and it's like, oof, like I do not want those powers of evil coming <laughs> at me. Yeah, 
I live my life on resentments. Well, it, it, like it's like oxygen. that little. God, I don't remember. <laughs> you might know there was a horror movie from the seventies where this doll like had a spear and he kept coming at you. Do you know what I'm talking about? Oh, are you talking? Are you talking? <laughs> yes, yes, that. No, are you talking about? You're like magic? that little doll with the spear that just keeps coming <laughs> in under the door with the knife chipping away till they get at you. Hold it, was that the Twilight Zone episode? Yeah. Is that what you're talking about? No, it was a movie. No, yeah. there was a there was a, a movie a, like a rated R movie called because oh, there was like was a this, Twilight like a Zone episode that, that was kind of like that. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. All right. Well, I don't. I, yeah. Any any more questions before I, I sign off? And maybe <laughs> well, hopefully I'll, I'll get to listen to Professor Jeff. <laughs> you, damn, you know what? It was to have Billy on the show. And real quick, so my app. <laughs> My app, when I sent I, out the I don't invite know. to join the call, uh-huh. and it came up, and I'm like, who the hell is William? I'm like, who the hell is William? I'm like, <laughs> Professor <laughs> William. You, you could call me you could call me Sir oh, William. Oh, this is and this actually, a special professional name. I say, uh, like, see your name on the text. I just want to go, oh, Billy. Yeah. <laughs> and have yeah. my nipple up against the glass. <laughs> is that um, weird? Too much, too much info. <laughs> yeah, now he's now he's uh, his his best All friend. Right, done. Chris well, will be Billy, Sir thank William you for coming on. Uh, I appreciate it. I'm always down for uh, you know if you want to do like a top five embarrassing oh, thing Johnny's done. You we know? could do that, or maybe books. I actually uh, read in like Johnny. I, I I read books that aren't just movies or bands. So uh, if actually, you ever, if you ever want to talk books. Oh, bu- oh, oh, Billy. See, and that's the thing. Whenever I do a top five and I want to do books, we have to throw in there and movies. Yeah. What? Hey, hey Billy, Billy, real quick. Remember yes, when Laura dumped me and uh, you gave me high fidelity? <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> I told fuck him you, every time. He's like, but- <laughs> oh, yeah, I read that book. And I'm like, oh, convenient. There was a movie the, the, made out the- of it. This the sale was music. He's always been into music, so that's what actually got him into it. Because I told him there's a lot of cool musical things in it. I mean, I think it's really pathetic that you have to like coax him right. into reading. So I know, True. like, freaking. I like reading now. He, you know what? He does actually give me like ninety percent of my. You know what? My so all the books I've recommended him, on this so. podcast, you've never picked up a one. I have you. Who me? Or Johnny? no, Johnny? No. And no. I'll tell you what, some of your recs, Chris, your recs are usually better than Johnny. Sorry, Johnny. But uh, like your documentaries you've recommended are so good. Like <sighs> Don Wall, amazing. Hey, actually, real <laughs> quick, Let's I'll, I'll end with this. Uh, yeah. <laughs> my son has a multimedia class this year, and he's learning how to do garage band. So I'm already planning my non-Johnny episode of Best Friend of Me's. Uh, <laughs> Billy, you, you'll yeah, be well, the... You'll be the co-host. You, it'll it'll be a spinoff. <laughs> Why don't you guys just call it your podcast? Non-John? You know what? We're just gonna call it. Just call it non-John. Friends. Yeah, yeah. We don't have to go frenemies. All right, I'll, I'll leave you guys with that. Ooh, All right, thanks, what a Billy. love affair. <laughs> All right, see you later, homo lips. Bye. Can I play with madness?
All right. We are at that segment that we call hashtag comic ad. And we have uh, Professor Jeff who's joined us. Guys, it's great to be back. <laughs> great to have you back, Professor Jeff. Well, we're just going to jump right into it. Uh, yeah, I just want to say really quick, your audio sounds really good this week. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we're going to call this uh, episode the non-poppin' peas episode because, um, and actually, we have to give credit where credit is due because when we recorded with you, your audio was so good and we we're like, hey, did you have like headset on or something? And so we promptly went out and got matching headsets because of you you guys are sharing one headset yeah we're we're <laughs> we're, uh, we're recording aerosmith style right now cheek to cheek <laughs> love it uh, in elevator <laughs> uh i'm afraid johnny that is not true because that would not allow us to be six feet apart that's right yeah and i mean i know your job does not allow you to do that that's you're right. Out, I, you're out no, there raw dog in the world. Isn't no, that dude. You're no, saying? no glove, no love, dude. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's jump into it, Johnny. What comic book are you going to recommend this week? Oh well, I I have the uh, the very highbrow. Uh, I hate Fairyland by Scotty Young, and uh, dude, I love this. Is up there on the long the lines of one of my crazy picks, like uh, shirtless bear fighter. This is. <laughs> This is this was recommended recommended to me from the guys at uh, Comics TNT, our uh, favorite comic book shop in Tustin, and it's basically about it's about a six year old girl that lands in Fairyland, and like most tales, the it's the quest usually lasts for one day, but she could not she it's been thirty years now, and she can't find the fucking key, so she's so she's basically thirty six. Trapped inside a six-year-old body. The only food there is candy and a chocolate river. She's super jaded and uh, ha- carries a battle axe and just kills off all the happy stars and teddy bears and 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 uh, can't get past the fact that she can't find the fucking key and go home. You know what? Actually, that sounds like your life. <laughs> yeah. <dude. laughs> like, yeah. So I did, and it, the... The artwork is awesome, and it's really funny. A lot of she cusses the whole time, and super gory when she kills off the good people. I like. Is it. this? Is this? What? What's the publisher? Was it Image? Um. Yeah, it is Sorry. Image Comics. Oh, okay. All right. So it's create your own book. Nice. Yeah. I like that. Uh, I like that at TNT they've they now know what you like to read. Yeah, dude. I'm the fucked up guy, dude. <laughs> you know, and Johnny, I my hat is off to you because you pick stuff that I would never pick up in a million years. Just by looking at it, I'm like, ah, that's not for me. That's this, not for me. This is volume one. They have four volumes of this. Wow. <laughs> yeah, man. All right. But, you know, you did a good pitch. I mean, that sounds like a compelling idea. You guys are going to have to read it. You'll like it. You'll like it. All yeah, right. sounds fun. All right. So I am going to – I'll go next. And this book actually came to me via Professor Jeff. And that is Gideon Falls. And this is a trade 
uh, issue number one by Jeff Lemire and uh, Andrea Sorrentino by Image. The trade came out in 2018. And it is actually kind of surprises me because there are four other volumes of this series. And I'm really interested to see where the story goes, but it deals with uh, a man who it actually, it's funny now reading it because I went back over it. I read it, you know, I don't know, like a month ago and this wasn't an issue then, but the main character always goes out and he has like a surgical mask on, you know? (laughs) And I was like, Oh man, that's like everyone now. (laughs) Uh, but he has mental illness and he's trying, he like has this obsessive desire. He like goes through garbage. He's looking for these clues and they end up being like shards of like this black barn that has appeared mysteriously throughout history and essentially has, uh, you know, brought death <laughs> and mayhem in its wake. And so this uh, town of Gideon Falls is this black barn is appearing. And you have a cast of characters. You have this, the main character's uh, psychiatrist who gets roped into it. You kind of have this disgraced um, uh, pastor who's involved, um, who's trying to track down like what's going on. Um, and Jeff Lemire, he is everywhere these days. Like seems like every book that I kind of think it's coming out that has a compelling, I'm like, Hey, I give that a shot. And then I see, Oh yeah. By Lemire. Um, I don't understand how that guy is writing so much and putting out really good stuff. But so Gideon's Falls is, I highly recommend it. And I'm going to be checking out the rest of the series while I'm in quarantine. Cause God, I got nothing better to do. Might as well spiral down a dark horror. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, and that's the thing. Johnny has these, uh, you know, these books that, I mean, have this humor to it, which I get. And I'm always gravitate toward, you know, crime or really dark, macabre, yeah. you know, horror stuff. I mean, that's just the subject matter that I like. But uh, anyway, you seem to be kind of a mix between Johnny and me. Like, you kind of <laughs> dab your toes in each one of our our, our water. But um, anyway, so what's your pick so, this week? Okay. Uh, I back you on Gideon Falls. I read it. It's amazing. I highly recommend it. Um, just to dovetail off what you said i think like the mir and sorrentino anytime they're together i would uh read whatever they're writing so great choice uh my pick this week is mr miracle uh it's written by tom king and the artist is mitch uh garrods and um it won the eisner awards for best limited series best writer and best penciler it's a 12 issue limited series you can buy it in a trade um it was, uh, the character is a lesser known DC character and he was originally created by Jack Kirby in 1971. Jack Kirby referred to it as like his uh, fourth world saga. And uh, Mr. Mr. Miracle, his name's actually Scott Free and he was born to basically this God. He's the son of this God that they call it the High Father. And they're from this world, New Genesis. But um, in a basically like a trade for peace, uh, the High Father gave uh, Scott to their basically like evil person who's named Darkseed. 
And so he was raised and the, the world they live on is called apocalypse. And so he was raised in apocalypse and, um, there's this like granny character and she's super evil. And they talk about all these stories of things they had to do as kids and all this stuff. But Scott free eventually escaped all that. And then he went to earth and he became a literal escape artist. So he's like living on the earth and he has, you know, he has powers as well, but he does like, uh, you know, like Vegas style shows escaping from straight jackets or escaping from boxes or locks or all this type of stuff. And, um, this story starts, uh, the first page actually you find, uh, Scott free is in the hospital and he's waking up from a suicide attempt. And, um, what, what's really kind of creepy is they just have these black panels and the black panels will just say dark seat is period. And, um, those like happen throughout the book. And then also they have panels that are really distorted looking. And it kind of gives you this feel that maybe like that Scott is having mental health issues and like depressed or, or kind of like losing his mind. And so it kind of, like you said, um, I like a blend of these stories. So it's interesting because it's like, it's a superhero book and there are superhero fights, but also they're dealing with a lot of like human issues at the same time. So he gets married to this uh, woman named big Barda and she's like really, really big, like almost like a couple, <laughs> like she's like a foot or two taller than him, you know? And at one point there's this amazing scene where they're like, they're doing a, um, they're like literally doing attack on apocalypse and while they're like fighting these people, they're having a conversation about remodeling their condo. And so they're like fighting and they're beating people and they're talking about like, oh, no, I don't know if I want it. Why would we want to take that wall out? And it's in the middle of them fighting. So it's really kind of um, it's extremely well written. I love the art. Um, obviously, it's, it won multiple awards. Um, I put it up there. It's probably in my top 10 books I've ever uh, read for sure. Oh, wow. Um, I can't recommend it highly enough. I would let you guys borrow it, but I borrowed it from a friend and I had to give it back to them. So I'll buy it. Sounds good. So in the late eighties, they did a reboot of the justice league and, uh, that character was in the justice league, like with blue beetle and uh, there, there was none of that backstory. Like essentially all he was, was like a Houdini. Right. Right. He was an escape artist. He could get, you know, get out of anything. So mm. I had no, and I actually, I loved the character. Um, just because I always like growing up, I love, I would read anything about Harry Houdini, mm -hmm. but I had no idea. Like that backstory was completely unknown to me. They, so. do, a, they do a really good job of telling you the backstory, but also kind of having, because his, his wife, Big Barda, she was raised in apocalypse as well. And so they talk about it. And also they kind of talk about how each of them have different viewpoints on it, you know, and their experiences, even though they were in the same place, aren't the same, which I think is like a real life thing. We can all experience the same thing, but our experience isn't the same, which I find yeah. like is really, it's just really, really excellently written. Um, it was a character I'd never heard of before. When I saw the cover, I was like, fuck, I don't want to read this, you know? But, oh, um, it's a pretty. Now, his outfit is really over the top. Like now, is is uh, is the miracle? Is that his uh, state, Mister Miracle? That's his stage name. Yeah, yeah, that's his stage. So name. It, his his real name is Thaddeus Brown, and uh, 
and he was one of Batman's teachers, it says here, educating a young Bruce Wayne in the art of, of escape. Yeah, in the book, they call him Scott Free, so I don't know if that's like a name he's going by. Oh, okay. In the, in the book. Um, I, I'm not, this is the first book I've read about him, so I'm not super up on all of the, all of that other history. One little tidbit I would love to throw in is like, so oftentimes it'll be them having a conversation in their condo on the couch. And they put him all the time throughout the series in um, T-shirts of different DC characters. So like him and Big Bardo will be hanging out on the couch and he's wearing like a Flash T-shirt. And then like um, he'll be doing something else like domestic when he's not in his full regalia, you know, his um, his Mr. Miracle regalia. And it's like another it's like a Batman T-shirt or whatever. And that was just like a little touch that I really loved. And it's this. Uh, so is. Mm. yes no sorry go ahead keep going no no please 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 ask so is the trade does that is it one volume that has all 12 issues yes okay so that's a big book yeah it's a big book it's all 12 issues i i blew right through it it was so good Hmm. dude i'll check it out yeah i highly recommend it yeah it's really really good i'm gonna check it out too i always listen i know Chris, chris can't uh Chris can't wait to read. I hate fairy tale fairyland. You know, I think on, on <laughs> yeah, principle, right. um, yeah, I just can't read anything Johnny <laughs> recommends because he's never read anything that I recommend. <laughs> so I just, you know, I'll read anything that Professor Jeff recommends. Oh, thank you. Uh, we should also say that uh, Chris and I did a comic true, exchange today, that's not true. and we kept six feet of distance. That's right. We, I was on my way out the door. It was like, a, kept, it felt like we I were trading it, prisoners. I know. It was like I set it down on the sidewalk and I stepped back six feet. I yeah. was like, okay, now put yours down. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I'll grab it. Yeah. All right, cool. Yeah. It was awesome. Well, well, Professor Jeff, thank you for coming on. As always, you put us to shame with your uh, in-depth and comprehensive review of your comic. Uh, we aspire to being able to do that. <laughs> This is Johnny, a- we got to bring our A game next time. One thing I wanted to say is on Monday, um, I ordered over the phone from Comics TNT. And uh, it was actually really easy. Um, they had my pull list. Uh, they read, they told me everything I had in my pull list. And then also um, they helped me like pick a, you know, a, a trade to get me to 50 bucks so that my shipping would be free. And, um, so I r- highly recommend doing that. If you have the means to help out your local comic shop, I'm sure a lot of other places, if you're in LA call uh, the secret headquarters, that's my favorite shop up there. But if you're in orange County, they're shipping so they can ship to you. They're based on Tustin, uh, comics, TNT. And then right now they're having a 30% off, uh, sale, all, uh, trades, uh, hardcover graphic novels and manga if you're into manga or manga and um, they're also doing a secret $30 box and I think you get like five trades but they're a mystery but you can tell them what genre you like so you can do a, that's cool. so you can do a $30 mystery box and that's a great deal for five trades I mean that's crazy so yeah that's um, awesome sweet yeah right on support local absolutely well, Professor Jeff, thank you very much. And we will uh, talk to you again next week with hashtag Comic Thank you, guys. Thanks. Later.
recommendation portion of best frenemies and i'm going to start first uh but first let me uh, ask johnny a question um johnny true or false have you seen the the movie world war z world war z yes i have with brad pitt okay so that means you have not read the book no 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 i have not read the book uh, i would have okay, told good. you okay Can't. you're you can't stare into Brad Pitt's dreamy blue eyes in a book. Fucking silly. <laughs> uh, so uh, Max Brooks, who is the author of the book World War Z, um, son of Mel Brooks, but uh, he's been on the the talk show circuit lately talking about World War Z because it, I mean, it deals with a global pandemic. But with this, you know, the virus, it turns them into zombies. So I have actually gone back and I started to reread it. And because I read it a couple of years ago. Well, now I guess in like 2016, someone talked me into reading it. And it, you know, reading it with the prism, through the prism of today with the pandemic coronavirus, it is really interesting. And he, you know, and I was listening to an interview with him the other day talking about all the research he did on pandemics. And then the in World War Z, it takes place. The origins of it are from China. And he did his reasoning for, you know, I needed a place that tried to suppress the truth so it would spread out across the border. So everything he was talking about. Dude, really? What? What? <laughs> I was just trying to cover my microphone because the stupid garbage man is outside. <laughs> uh, anyway, I highly recommend uh, World War Z, the book, the movie. And see the movie with Brad Pitt! Woo! <laughs> the movie, not so much, but uh, you know what? The it, movie is just okay. It's just yeah, okay. It was the book. The book is really good. I highly recommend it. That's always that's always the case. All right, what's your recommendation? Okay, Lisa? I got a I got a big shocker here, Chris. I'm going to recommend a TV show. No. <laughs> yeah, and it's actually a a comedy, and everyone can use a comedy right now. You know what I'm saying? And it's Re- uh, it's the show Dave on. FXX Network. 
because FX was not good enough. They had to make FXX. And uh, Dave is a, uh, he's a, uh, he's a, a Jewish guy from Philadelphia in his, uh, in his mid twenties. And he, at the start of the show, he, uh, he, he spends some of his bar mitzvah money on uh, hiring a famous rapper to be on his, on his song to get famous. But at the same time, he becomes famous for, uh, for uh, a song that he put out on YouTube where he's rapping about having a tiny, uh, a tiny wiener. And uh, he goes by the rapping name uh, Little Dicky, and it's really funny. He has like an entourage. His friends are part of it. His girlfriends, really funny because like she goes in the studio, and he hears them talking about like eating eating ass. So like then it cuts to the scene of them like making out in bed, and she's all like, "Eat my ass!" And he's like, "What are you talking about? I would never do that. That's so gross. That's just a that's just a persona I play on my rap music." Pretty good. So I highly recommend uh, Dave on FXX. No, right. I'll check it out. Yeah. All right. So For what's sure. what song are you going to recommend that I'm not going to listen to? Actually, you are going to listen to this, Chris, because everything is everything is coming up, Chris, right now. You still fucking work from home. It's the uh, Strokes are coming out with a new album tomorrow. So when this drops, it's already out. The new album is The New Abnormal. And dude, those fuckers are so cool that even their artwork, they got they got they got to use a Jean-Michel Basquiat painting for their uh, cover of their new album, which he's my favorite artist, so I'm a little jealous on that cuz they're so cool New York hipsters. And uh Rick Rubin produced the album. And uh the song that I picked, Chris, it's definitely it's definitely ripping off a lot of modern English's I I'll melt with you. You'll you'll hear it immediately in the song. The only thing no. that's missing the only thing it's missing is the <laughs> But but it's good, dude. It's called Bad Decisions. So I I uh I dedicate this song to Best Friend of Me's podcast, Bad Decisions. Here you go. <laughs> Fantastic. Thanks for listening.